Okay, this is a little listener feedback for the second part of our Millabs episode, looking at the book Millabs by Helmut and Marion Lammer. We've got some great listener questions from that episode and um, some from the initial episode as well. So let's get to those. One of our beloved Chizo Media patrons, Kirk, says, or asks rather, is the closure of Illuminate Press the primary reason for the scarcity of this book? I'm surprised Adventures Unlimited Press didn't just scoop it up. Um, I think the closure of Illuminate is probably the biggest reason. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Ron Bonds died in 2001 or so, I think. This is off the top of my head. I should have written some of these things down, but I didn't. So as far as I know, when Illuminate Press owner, impresario Ron Bonds passed away, the whole thing sort of shut down. But I don't think I have found an Illuminate Press book that is as scarce or rare as Millabs is. And that includes stuff by Jim Keith, who also was a figure of sort of mysterious death um, right around the same time. Um, his book on mind control, his second book on mind control, um, published around the same time as Millabs. I I have it. I don't recall spending more than about 15 bucks on it. So I'm not sure. I wonder if it was a smaller press run than usual. So there just weren't as many copies. Um, I'm not surprised. Adventures Unlimited didn't scoop it up just because of the way that Lammer seemed to get out of the field fairly quickly. He probably was not too upset that the book didn't have wide circulation. Michael, also over on Patreon, says Alexander came across as probably his own worst enemy. His point that Millabs would need thousands of personnel seems like a pretty valid point, which goes unaddressed next to his justifications for Tuskegee and nuking your own troops. Yeah, um, some of his stuff, just the, the hyperbolic bad faith arguing in in some of that is just absolutely just awful and and undermines everything um you could make an argument that lammer does not make his case you could argue that he does not make his case convincingly enough to get too irritated at or too upset about but um but yeah then he goes and says well those people signed waivers or or whatever um riot over on um patreon says I love this. Who hurt John Alexander? Um, I would, he also said, goes on to say, I would be interested into looking into him and trying to learn how he got to be who he is slash was. Um, and I, uh, over on Patreon in the, the comment thread, I did put a link to an article by Jack Brewer over at the UFO trail. And I will put that in the show notes for here as well that talks a little bit about Alexander and some related topics. It's not just about Alexander. It's, it's about a whole, Mary Melange of um, ufological and um, covert stuff. And over on Instagram, some questions from a user whose username I cut off in the screenshot. I'm so sorry about that. Was the worldwide poll of abduction researchers mentioned in the MUFON articles, in fact, addressed in the book? If I recall correctly, only as a worldwide poll of abduction researchers still no provenance for that. And I don't know, I'm 
in my day job in a work mode right now where I'm having to deal with a lot of data and evidence. And when I see things like a poll suggested that or whatever, like I'm, I'm just like, can I see the raw data? Can I see, you know, disaggregated data sets? And no, we get a mention of a poll. Uh, the next question, uh, what on earth is Victoria Alexander doing now or recently? Uh, I think her most public thing she's doing is she's doing some movie reviews. Is it at Rotten Tomatoes? No, not Rotten. Somewhere she's doing some movie reviews I saw somewhere. Um, and, and she's still got that sort of delightfully sort of snarky style, but this time aimed at movies. And uh, finally, I was excited to hear the Fry effect and directed energy and microwave discussed. This has been a big component of the talk surrounding the alleged Havana syndrome comments. Oh, I don't comment on anything that has happened in the last 18 months or so because I'm a historian. But I will say it's interesting, isn't it? Really, really interesting. That Havana syndrome thing is one of those things that I have a feeling is going to end up being worked into some kind of Saucer to Life episode about the 2020s if this show is still around in a decade when the 2020s are history. Next up, faithful emailer Lester says, Dr. Lammer's research and logic remind me of ancient history research. You have a phenomenon, you think you can explain it, but you can never say QED. You can only make your explanation look plausible to some degree. That the U.S. military might kidnap people and check them out for signs of space alien abduction is plausible. They've certainly kidnapped people in the past and have done weird, horrid things to them. There's almost nothing too weird for the CIA, and I doubt DIA, etc., are more scrupulous. But how to judge the likelihood of something plausible? Plausible isn't QED true. Yeah, I think that um, comparison with ancient history research is a good one. Um, one of the topics I, I really enjoy talking to my students about when we're doing sort of the earliest river valley civilizations is the uh, Harappan civilization in the Indus River Valley. We've got amazing architecture. We've got these vast, complex cities. We've got incredible architecture. We've got clear evidence of some sort of centralized planning, but we don't have a written language that we can decipher. So there's only so much we can learn from observing part of the story. And I think sometimes with what we have from witnesses, many of whom are giving testimony retrieved through hypnosis and sort of correlating that with declassified records and speculation based on technological theories, we can maybe get close to knowing some of the things that might be going on, but getting to some sort of absolute understanding or thorough description is difficult. And finally, a lengthy selection of an email from listener Brian, which goes into some territory that I have been deeply interested in in a while, even though it's not entirely saucer-related. Brian says, Michelle's story reminded me several times of Transformation of America by Kathy O'Brien, which made me realize there are overlapping themes between Transformation of America Lammer's Millab research, and the Montauk Project books and mythology. 
Michelle's memory of having been raped by a reptoid or reptiloid sounds a lot like Kathy O'Brien's description of George H.W. Bush and his people using reptilian alien imagery as a kind of screen memory when they tortured her. And reptilian aliens and implanted screen memories are both elements of Preston Nichols and Al Bielek's Montauk Project claims. There was also some mention of the reptoid's fascination with human reproduction in Michelle's story. Of course, that's a common theme in alien abduction claims. Either claims of women giving birth to hybrid babies, or I think more often, their own children being inducted into the ongoing alien abduction experience. Similarly, Kathy O'Brien described how she was inducted into an ongoing mind control sexual abuse experience when she was a child, and how as an adult, her handlers wanted her to have babies who could then also be inducted into the mind control sexual abuse experience. There's definitely an implicit mind control sexual abuse aspect of Montauk mythology involving boys and young men. Thanks, Brian. I've been a, I don't want to say fan of the Kathy O'Brien books. There's Transformation of America, which is the most well-known one, and then another one with a, a title that is that is too stupid for me to remember. I talked about them extensively in my first conspiracy theory book, Cheap Plug, that came out a while back, like four or five years. Um, I I have a feeling, and I don't know if this is true, but I just have a feeling that some of the things, some of the mind control aspects that come out in the research that Lammer did were around the same time or later sort of represented by other people in ways that are more extravagantly wacky and unbelievable. And I don't know if this is a case of conspiracy type writers wanting to up the ante and make something for the reading public that is more extravagantly outlandish than what they might be familiar with or if and sometimes i do sort of lean this way when i'm feeling particularly cynical slash paranoid if some of the more outlandish let's say colorful stories involving aliens and mind control and conspiratorial things if those are intentionally sort of seeded out there as a way to disinform or distract people from what might be more realistic research about various kinds of government experimentation or alien experimentation you know let's not uh let's not cast dispersions on the humans you know might be the the little gray guys doing this but um i don't know it's um it's a lot like trying to figure out everything about the harappan civilization without having any knowledge of their written records we can only go so far i have often thought about doing a kathy o'brien transformation of america episode but it it's there's no flying saucers involved so I don't know. Maybe that could be a Patreon bonus thing at some point. I, I don't know. It's also very grim, horrible stuff, and I'm not sure I would. It, it's icky. There's a lot of ickiness in it. But above all, you need to remember this. Boxcar Willie was a lizard person. That That's really my one takeaway from any of the research I've done over the years is Boxcar Willie was a lizard person. As for Montauk and Preston Nichols, and Peter Moon and Al Bielik and that whole crowd, including the late Morris K. Jessup. It's coming. 
sooner than you might think and sooner than I may be ready for, but it is coming after almost five years. It's one of those topics I was always leery about, but I have cracked and I will be doing a massive Philadelphia experiment, Montauk, Morris K. Jessup extravaganza before summer, probably early spring. That's the goal. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll return with a Japanese contactee story next time on The Saucer Life.